It's Typo Waffle Time! Welcome to Teffel Waffle, and today it's uh, Troy's turn for a topic. Hi. Hi, Troy. What topic do you have for us today? I don't know. I can't be bothered. <laughs> Is your topic about boredom? Mm, yeah. Apathy? Maybe. Lack of motivation? Hmm. Can we do something else, teacher? I'm oh. bored. Okay, my topic is um, actually quite... Uh, in the moment, I didn't think it was a good question, but I realised it really was. A teacher asked me... Well, actually, no. Proclaimed to me, I should say. It's, it's not my job to motivate the learners. It's my job to teach them. Yeah. I mean... Okay. He's... I in the moment, I just went, um, yeah, if they're not motivated, then they won't learn, so you're not teaching. I don't know. I mean, the, the yeah. argument could be put forward that a teacher's job is to motivate, and then the students will learn. Because actually, there's a difference between teaching and learning. And yes. if we separate teaching and learning, what the students learn is not necessarily what you teach. Or what you teach is not necessarily what the students learn. Maybe I should put it that way. Um, uh, I mean, I'd, I'd like to think that they're learning what I'm teaching. But I, I'm also of the school of thought that says my job is to make them learn as best I can. And if that means going in in a red wig with uh, tassels on my earlobes, then I guess that's what I have to do. Tassels on your earlobes? I, I don't know. That was a pretty that spontaneous was pretty cool. Um, I Yes, and that means that you're motivating them. Yes. Ultimately. Okay, but... Um, I mean, it raises a good point. What is the good point? Well, what is your job? Uh, all right. Or what is motivating students? Is it is it wearing tassels on your earlobes or is it something else? Yeah. Mm. Okay, so, I mean, he was very specifically, to give him credit, he was referring to adult learners. Okay, so they are adults. Um, which, I guess, uh, gives some argument into the whole they should be taking some responsibility for their own learning. I, I can agree with that to an extent. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I think that that probably means that he hasn't been in a classroom himself for a long time as a student. Because even a very motivated student, intrinsically, somebody who's really interested in a topic can lose focus pretty fast yeah. by... If a computer's open and there's an email that's arrived or there's a meeting coming up or... Um, or he didn't get enough sleep last night and he had a fight with his girlfriend right. and his car needs a new tyre. He's yeah. having a heavy day, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. yeah. Or, or it could just be a case of the thing that the teacher's talking about is not particularly, particularly interesting. interesting. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a matter of has the teacher contextualised this topic well? You know, you mean, has he made it meaningful for the students? Yeah, have, have, has the teacher structured the question or the, in, or the topic in a way that the student goes, wow, this is relevant to me in my life? Um, okay. When I was doing my PhD, we had a session on... Um, uh, 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 something. 
and long and yeah, weird name. Yeah, and um, while we were studying it, I thought to myself, you know, this is really, and I phased, I, uh, I, I just phased out, and I, I didn't really think much of the topic. And then a week later, somebody said to me, well, why don't you try that, that particular methodology to analyze your data? And if thinking back on it, if the if if I had gone into the 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 the, the lecture with an understanding that this is a potentially interesting research methodology, let's see that if it I, works. Okay, I, I probably would have paid a lot more attention. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so then and it's not because I'm an unmade of unmotivated learner. Uh, you know, no, it means obviously that teacher was crap. Well, I mean, it, it, it came down to the fact that the, the, the lecturer had contextualized it in a way that was relevant to her. Yeah. Okay, so then was it that teacher's job to find out a way to make you interested in it? I or think so, Or was it so, yes. your job no. to... I, I think that it's a two-way street, and I think that that lecturer needed to expand the horizon of what it is that she was talking about beyond her own scope of research. Okay. Um, she needed to say things like, this is really interesting or this is really useful for people who are, and, and make it a little bit more universal. I, I find when I watch teachers teaching and they've decided that they're going to do a lesson on American football because that's their interest, yeah. and then they talk about the the Celtic penguins from the Dodge Rams, yeah. and, uh, uh, nobody and Stephen knows Kozlowski, the greatest... Football passer ball. Right, right. And and the guy in 1937 who made that home run, I don't know if that's... A, yeah, yeah sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's motivated by his topic. Yes, what he should be doing is saying, let's talk about famous sports people. Here's one I know. Let's see, do you know any in your... Okay. I mean, then then that's a... It's the same thing. Yeah. Um but it's beyond the scope of just the teacher's personal interest. Okay, so let's say the you, you've got a textbook and the textbook says, or the teacher's book says, or whatever, um, first, put the students into groups and have them discuss how recycling impacts their life. Okay. Yeah, you're actually looking at that like, that sounds really boring. But that's you know really that's, boring. <laughs> but you know that's in a million textbooks. No, I know it is. That exact... No, no. Things well, I, you know what I think. I think I'm reverted. I'm over recycled. I'm just like, Ugh. okay. Okay, so that's in the book, yeah. and you go in and you say to the students, okay, get into a group, yep, and discuss how recycling impacts your life. Oh come on! Oh, well, I'm bored now. I mean, it's whatever the students are feeling, I'm already bored. So what's my job here? Well, first of all, what exactly are we teaching? Uh, you know, I mean, recycling. Yes. There's all these soft skills and life life enhancement things which come into a language classroom like recycling and we've got to we've got to expand the language classroom. But what is this lesson actually doing? Uh, are we talking about is it a vocabulary lesson? Is it a grammar lesson? Is it a, that's the first thing. The second thing is why are they in groups? Uh, and and what are they going to be doing in the group? Just chatting. And the third thing is no. I mean, uh, what I would do is I would try and think of something that they could could create from the but, but Mr. Head Teacher Man you chose this brand new spiffy book from Cambridge Cambridge and it was written by John Holland and he's 
you know, he's one of the men, you know, he's the man, not well, he, the man, but yeah. he's other man. Well, you're right. So, okay. you know, surely, yes. you know, he's not just throwing this out there for fun. Yes. And I'm just doing what the teacher's book says. And, yes. and it was a complete flop. Now, listen to me, young teacher who's just arrived. John Holland is sitting on oh, the... Oh, for that matter, a teacher who's been teaching for 10 years and is at that point where they're going... These guys are useless. It's obviously not me. Well, John Holland is sitting on the 18th floor of a building in London. Yep. Um, He doesn't know my students. Yeah. He doesn't know my context. He doesn't know my country. He doesn't... So he's... And besides that, he's got a list of topics which the government of England has given him which he's not allowed to have in his course books. No isms. Yeah. No religion, yep. no alcohol, no sex. No, I mean, all the interesting things in life are now not allowed to be in the, <laughs> in, in the course book. So what has he got left? He's got recycling, going on holiday, shopping. Oh, that's pretty much it. So he's got to fill 15 units with these really bland lessons. Yep. Um, so what I've got to do is I've got to take what John Holland has done and then try to personalize it for my context, which is not just my city and this country, but my group of students in that school. In that age group. In that age group. From that background. Right. studying for that reason. Right. At that time of the day, at so, that day of the week. Yeah, if I'm teaching a group of adults in a university and the topic is recycling, I'm going to handle it in a very different way to if it's a group of 14-year-old kids in Cambodia. Um, yeah, or a group of nine-year-olds on a Sunday morning. Or, or, oh, my God. Or. <laughs> okay, yes. Uh, so, I mean, the topic is the same, but there's a lot of... There's a lot of framing of that which the teacher needs to do to make sure that it's relevant, interesting, focused, useful, purposeful, and any other one of those interesting words that I've just made up. Um, okay, so uh, thanks for the advice. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to <coughs> write out some more focus questions for the students. They're going to be not how does it affect your life in a vague way, but um, do you recycle at home? Uh, do you do you have to pay for recycling in your country? What do you think of the fact that in some countries people have to pay for it, and in some countries it's free? Um, uh, my students are not going to be interested in that question. Oh. My students are going to be interested in um, what's the nature of the guy who comes around to pick up the bottles? Should we pay him or should he pay us? Oh, okay. Um, should we keep all our bottles for him or should we make him dig them out of the dustbin by himself? Um, one of the schools that I work at is right next to a little informal recycling centre. Yeah. And, and it's a mess. And they, um, I mean, they're doing a good job, but it's just a whole bunch of people that are... Dragging and Dragging and, and it's a yeah. noisy place. And I would get the, those students in that school to write... out the window. Uh, well, to write a letter to them and make suggestions about how they could do it better, for example. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, in the context that I'm in, I think that there are more real real points of, in, points of entry for this particular topic than... Um, okay, so um, I've changed it to... Um, not how does it affect your life... The vague abstract question. Hello, cat. How does recycling affect your life, cat? Yeah, the cat doesn't care too much about recycling. Um, and now the questions that I've got for the students to discuss is uh, your ones about the guy who comes and collects the empty plastic bottles and stuff from your garbage. Yeah. Should we separate it? Yada yada. Okay, so I say get into groups and discuss it. 
They didn't get into no, groups. No, but teacher. you see, but but the top that that task is too vague. Okay, so if you want a discussion, this this is what you're gonna do. If you want a discussion, you're gonna show a three that three minute video clip of the the vet taking the straw out of the turtle's nose. That okay. really viral one that went out that was disgusting. Do you know? Have you seen it? No, I haven't. It, but I don't think I'm gonna be searching it's for it. It's horrible. The so yeah, I, um, I'm gonna show the clip, that clip to the video because it's really horrible. Um, yeah. If if it's adults anyway. Okay. Um, and. Then I'm going to put students into four groups. One group are naturalists. One group are straw. Is the straw selling company? The straw industry. <laughs> Big yeah. straw. The straw, yeah. Big straw. Uh, one group is the buyers who are scared of drinking from bottles because the rats have been walking on them in the in the factories. Factories. Yeah. And one group is the... I don't know. I'm going to make four groups. Okay. And then... And we're going to focus... Each one of them is going to think about this problem from their perspective. from the perspective of the topic that I've given them. And then I'm going to say there's four people in each group, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, and make new groups. And each person from the different group makes a new group, and they're going to argue it out about what the best route is. Um, that means that they're discussing it, but they've got a purpose and a focus. I mean, I'm just making this up on the fly, but that's uh, getting them into groups and saying discuss is just too flat. Okay, so I, I set it all up your way. Okay. And they, they did it, but it was still so flat, and the discussions did, lasted. Did they watch the video? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and during the video, they went, oh, and one of the students went, oh, no, teacher. Great. And uh, another two students played with their phone, whatever. Did one of them vomit? Because it is vomit-worthy. Um, none of them vomited, but there was definitely a girl in the class who was looking at me like she wanted to vomit, <laughs> but that may have been me, not the video. Okay. All right, um... So I did it, but it was really flat. They just, yeah, they did it. It took them three minutes to come up with their ideas, and then they discussed it in their new groups for another three minutes. Yeah. I, I think um, that uh, your, your students are right. I mean, the, the, the whole question is too remote. It's just a remote question. Okay. So, but this class is like that all the time. Every time when I go in, they're just sitting there staring at their phones or staring at their books. And when I ask questions, they don't really respond. And oh, come on, that's a horrible class. Groups, you, they don't. Is there something that they're interested in? To be honest, I haven't actually taught this class myself. No, okay, so, so <coughs> but, but this, the problem strikes me that the teacher's doing what the teacher thinks should... This is a teacher who's teaching the students, who's teaching the book. It's not teaching the students. The book has said, I've got to do this, and so he's doing that. Um, I... My question, if that if it's that particular class, if they're showing so little interest in any of these topics, well, then there must be something else that they're interested in. Maybe they're interested in the practicalities of shopping for bras. That's not going to be in a course book, but okay. maybe that's something that they're really interested in. Who knows? And uh, if that's the case, well, then let's talk about shopping for bras. It's not really a topic that but I have a lot of... But they're so passive... Yeah, but they've become passive. I mean, you know, one of the problems with education is that... Uh, have you seen that video of Ken... So Ken... Uh, Ken Sir Ken. Ken somebody. So, about how... So, conference? <laughs> he, he's got this video on, this TED Talk, about how our traditional education crushes creativity. Yeah, um, fair enough. And 
we reward students for sitting still quietly, quietly. and yeah. going through, and the more quietly the you sit yeah them the more quietly you sit the better you are um, so yeah. if a student wants to do well all they have to do is just be quiet and sit so if they've been sitting quietly for the last five lessons with their other teachers and you come into the class and you've created they're they're under the expectation that that's what you want them to do as well okay. well then they'll do that okay um, so you've got to break that expectation somehow all right so how do i do this part well You start, when you have your first lesson with them, you start with a really noisy, vibrant icebreaker. Oh, so go back in time. You go back in time. But I can't go back in time. I'm teaching this class again tomorrow. Uh, Well, then you need to... Are there adults? You see, I mean, there's too many variables here. The adult learners are between the ages of 25 and 50. There's 32 of them in the room. Does the teacher know them? I mean... Yep. He, and he chats to them. Yeah. Individually. Yeah, yeah. Uh no, I noticed that he's he's chatty-ish on breaks with them. So there's obviously some friendliness. So there's there's yeah. a rapport. Yeah. But the students just don't. All right. So so what's your what's your take on this? Uh my take is sometimes your job is to be a little bit of a showman. Sometimes your job is to go. The tassels on your ears. Well, I agree. Okay, yeah. not not that. I've never done tassels on my ears. I've seen people I've do that. Seen that. Yeah, yeah. I've seen it work very well. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you a story, actually. Um, Ooh, tell me a story. A uh, will for predictions. Okay. And the teacher had a cape and a crystal ball Ooh. and walked into the lesson with the cape and the crystal ball and did a... What shall we talk about? And, I mean... It didn't take long for the students to get right into the whole concept of fortune-telling, and um, okay. that worked really well. Okay, so he's being a showman. He's being a showman, yeah, and, absolutely. And that is and what's motivating the students, yeah. like, uh, getting some energy out of them. Yeah. Okay, now, you've seen me teach in a bunch of different environments. You know that sometimes I'm friendly and I sit down with the students, and other times I jump up and down and, and wave my hands in the air and have messy hair, whatever I, and I understand the argument that, come on, is, is this my job? Am I an entertainer? But I don't, I personally don't think of it that way. I don't think of that my job is to entertain the students. I think of it as my job is to try to get the students' attention and hold their attention for as much of the lesson as I can. And through that, get as much output from them as possible. And if that means making up a stupid game where there's a point thing and you run and slap the ball and then walk around backwards four times, I don't know what that game well, is. Well, if, if the students are doing that, then that's fine. Okay, so... If, if that's what it means. When, when, I, when I started teaching, my goal was the fun teacher. I wanted to be the... And if you know me. I'm not yeah. a particularly fun guy. I'm actually quite boring, really. Uh, I wouldn't say that. I... Uh, I don't know, are we talking fun or humorous? Oh, uh, no, well, I think I've got a sense of humor, yeah. but, uh, yeah, but I'm, not a, I'm, like, I'm not a party animal kind of person. And it, for the first three or four years of my teaching career, I exhausted myself every day by being the fun teacher, um, jumping on tables and... Let's play a game! Well, yeah. And then I realized that it's my, my real goal... I didn't think I realized it overnight, but over time I realized that my real goal with students is to create autonomy. Okay. And that's what I try for now. I want the students to, to be able to work in the language without me. 
but in the classroom, I'm there. So, yeah. um, so I spend the first 10 or 15 minutes of, of my lesson setting things up so that they can be autonomous for the rest of the lesson. And I can start pulling back my help so that when they leave the lesson, they don't need me at all. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm setting up the, the scaffold. So I start the lesson with a lot of energy, but I, like you say, but I, I move away from the students pretty fast uh, and let them carry on. And they do it. They do it pretty well. If if you if you generate their interest and their their buy-in to the lesson, um, mm. okay. so I agree with you. So at the end of the day, mm. it it is our job to motivate the students. Part of your job as a teacher is not just teaching. Yeah, it's also trying to capture, and it doesn't matter how you want to phrase it: engagement, excitement, interest, challenge, introspection, autonomy, whatever. Buy-in. Yeah, mm. yeah. You're trying to get them to be a part of the lesson and through that hopefully they're doing more yes. and if that means uh, you know they're so quiet okay I'm going to have everybody stand up because they're obviously sleepy or if that means even I mean I've gone to other extents like uh, putting on loud music to make it really hard to hear each other so you have to yell yeah um a favourite of mine is just before lunchtime, if I've got access to it, going and cranking the air conditioner down all the way to so it's minus cold. 14 so it's cold and they actually wake up a bit. And I, I think that a teacher who tries to run away from the concept of, of motivation is is missing a lot of the point of what language teaching is about. Oh, it's not just language teaching. I think it's teaching, teaching in, in general. general. But, I mean, language teaching in, in particular, studying a foreign language is usually imposed... Yes. Um, and it is an imposition. It's time that we would rather spend playing golf or whatever. And yeah. now we've got to spend learning this lesson, th- this this language. And yes, it's needed. I need it for, I mean, I should learn Chinese because, but it's very. It's a very future goal. Yeah. Um, right now, I'd really rather be doing 15 other things. And um, to, to get a student to learn a foreign language in any meaningful way, it's not just a matter of imp- of, of presenting language and that's going to happen. Uh, you've got to create a lot of motivation right now to get that person to to stay in focus. And, and um, I actually think it's a massive part of, of, teaching. of our job. Yeah. Now, I want to say that um, I, in some places where I teach, I actually, even better, uh, the last lesson I taught two weeks ago to a group was my final class with them before they graduated. And we made each other a certificate of achievement nice. for something that had come up during the course okay. uh, using some sort of superlative phrase. So one girl was the, the biggest fan of milk tea because everyone would joke about the fact that she, she was always, always drinking one. milk tea and right. whatever. And they gave me um, a, the certificate was not to Troy but to my loveliest teacher. Very good nice. superlative. Yeah. Um, the King of Games. Mm. And I took that and went, thanks, guys. But inside I went, games? I don't play games. I do activities. But, you know, but that must mean that when you're presenting the activities, you're saying, okay, let's play a game. No, I don't say let's play a game. They see it as a game. That it's fun. So therefore, it's a game. And to me, I find the term game a little bit... 
fluffy. D- derogatory almost. Yeah. Fluffy is better. Yeah. Um, where, no, a game is something that's only for fun. Yeah. Uh, and I don't see it as a game. I see it as an activity, which is a way to get you to learn and interact do, with Do the language. students see that those games are creating learning? Absolutely. So, you know what? If they say, teacher, let's play a game, I don't care. Well, I shouldn't care. I, I do a little bit. I do have that instinctive, like, I should, oh, dang. But actually, that class would say to me, teacher, let's play a game. Yeah, and what they're actually saying is, let's do find someone who, or let's interview our partners. Or, or let's get up and move around, or let's sta- do that thing where we stand in a big circle. Or, and, and ask each other questions. And then, in actual fact, what it is, that they're really saying, let's just not sit in our chairs anymore and, and be transmitted at. Yeah, let's do something that's a bit more... I suppose they would say more fun, and I would say more interactive. Yeah. Yeah. And yes, I I don't... You know, I had that instinctive twinge when people say, you play a lot of games in class. But at the end of the day, I'm getting a lot out of my students. Yeah. Like in, in Just in terms of, if I look next door, and there are 20 students sitting quietly, and a lot of them staring up into space... Or I look into my room, and are my students noisy? Yeah, sometimes. And so just to, just to bring this full circle, that teacher who said, do I have to motivate my students, is, is a little bit daft, actually, because the reason why companies have a human resource department is to motivate their, yeah. their staff. And it's a daily effort. Yeah. Um, and if a company thinks that they don't have to motivate their staff because they already pay them, well, then they've lost. Um, so I don't have to teach my students because they have to be in class. Is completely the wrong mindset for a teacher to be in. Yeah. I'd also say that um, if they were that self-motivated, they wouldn't actually need you anyway. Yeah, that's right. They'd learn by themselves. Right. It's time for a word from our sponsors. Okay. So today's sponsor is Sugar. Sugar. Yeah, sugar. So, uh, I I've seen it a whole bunch of times. The what, teacher, sugar? yes. Okay. The teacher who takes in the bag of candy for the winning team gets a reward. Shu- no, what are those? This is very motivating. That chewy little yeah, candy sugars, individually yeah, wrapped. Yeah. Sh- sugar. Sugar, yeah. yeah, and uh, the best ones I see are the the ones where the teacher manipulates the game in some way so that in the end everybody ends up winning anyway. Oh, so that's such a good sugar. teacher. I'm pretty sure I saw Tony do that recently. Great. Well, that's very behaviorist. Um, and if you are um, a behaviorist, reward your students' success with sugar. With sugar. Yes. And if and create lots of. Um, Biochemical reactions in the body that lead to them being really rowdy in the math class at the next period. <laughs> yeah. Well, and diabetic in their fifties and sixties when they get older. That's what you have to do. Right. Okay. Waffle off. Defa Waffle is proudly brought to you by the Nansdor Waffler, Try and Steve. For any questions, comments, complaints, or query, you can email Defa Waffle at or visit www.tafelwaffle.com